You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It's a Friday. We're having some fun. Can only mean one thing. It's the Friday Fun Show here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Here on the game, it's 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Met Miguez here. How's your Friday going? Mine's going pretty well. Thanks for asking. Astros win. Masters Day 2. Cajuns baseball this weekend. Cajuns softball this weekend. There's some football to watch tomorrow. Your boy's happy. Producer extraordinaire slash co-host with the most slash almost a 23-year-old? 22. 22. I turned 22 on Monday. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Thank you. The producer extraordinaire, James Mesh. James, how's your Friday going, buddy? Oh, it's... Incredible. I am so ready for the weekend. <laughs> Say that with a little more enthusiasm. Little, it is the Friday fun show uh, after a, all. A little less sarcasm? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's absolutely amazing. Thank you, James. Thank you, buddy. Oh, man. We got a lot to get into today. Once again, Astros getting a win on opening day yesterday. They will play again tonight, 838 first pitch, and you can hear it on News Talk 98.5. We've got Cajuns baseball this weekend. We got Tigers baseball this weekend. You can hear that right here on the game. Pelicans play tomorrow. We got some Masters. We got plenty to talk about. Phone lines are open 706-0111. Our guest lineup for today at 4:30, Miss JC Russo, owner of the Russo Marketing Agency, will be in here in studio to talk about the new NIL collective formed between her brand, Brand Russo, and UL. Plenty to get into with that. Koki Riley will join us at 5 o'clock to talk some LSU baseball. Then at 5.30, Brian LaLima of the Apollo Media Network and Sports Talk 790 in Houston will join us to talk some Astros baseball. Poll question of the day here on this Friday Fun Show. It's very, very simple. What is your favorite sports movie of all time? Is it, remember the Titans, is it Hoosiers? Is it the Sandlot? I couldn't think of a baseball movie, so I went with the Sandlot. Or is it other? Comment your choice. Uh, so so get those questions in. Uh, we're definitely going to have a huge conversation about that. James, I know what your favorite sports movie of all time is, but why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners what your favorite sports movie is and why. My favorite sports movie is, I would have to go with Draft Day. I'm obviously a football guy. I'm more in tune with that than any other sport. Probably combined, I would say. I mean, I know my basketball a good bit, but I mean, all the other sports, it's it's it, it takes a little more. But with draft day, I mean, obviously, I part of the reason why I got the job was because of my mock drafts, which you should go check out. I just published 
my first one yesterday for the 2022 draft. Yeah, you I'm should. I'm a big draft guy, so it's kind of become a tradition for me to watch it right before the NFL draft itself, the day of, or before any of my fantasy football drafts happen. Kind of gets me in the mood to start drafting and pick my team. The morning of this man's watching draft day. Well, I used to watch it like at 4.35 o'clock after school. But now that's a full-time job, obviously I can't do that yeah. at that time because I'm doing the show right yeah. now. So I would have to – I'd probably have to wake up like – You're going to have to wake up earlier than you normally do. Either that or I try to quote-unquote multitask and watch it while I'm cutting up the shows. James, buddy, <laughs> I love you, but you can't multitask. I know I can't. You can't. So wake wake up earlier than you normally do. Instead of Instead of waking up at 10, wake up at 8. Disgusting! It's a terrible time to wake up. I, w- I wake up at eight o'clock every day, dude. Uh, that's it's fault. not that bad. That's your fault. <laughs> it is not that bad. It's your fault. Oh man. Okay. So so far we have two votes. Uh, one for Remember the Titans. That would be moi. Greatest movie of all time. <laughs> not just greatest sports movie. Greatest movie of all time. Okay. And then another person said other comment, but then didn't comment. That was also moi. Oh, come <laughs> on. Oh, wait, because you explained yours already. Never yeah. Mind. That would be, that would make sense. Come on. <laughs> that was really loud. All right, man. We got a, again, crazy, crazy show. Checking in on the Masters. Tiger's struggling a little bit today. Uh, golf's number one player in the world currently, Scotty Scheffler, leading the field at four under. You've got. Joaquin Neiman at three under, Sunjay M at three under, Charles Schwartzel at three under. And then there's a long list of two under, Dustin Johnson and Hideki Matsuyama chilling in that category. Corey Connors, Colin Morikawa, Will Zalatoris are at one under. Tiger hanging back at tied for 25th. Take that back. He is tied for 38th. He has dropped a stroke. He is at three over for the tournament, four over for the day. I don't know if it's the back or if it's the legs or what, or if he's just, you know. It, I have noticed watching the Masters today that it, it is way windier today than it was yesterday. I don't know if that's maybe playing into Tiger's game. But as it stands now, four over, that is the cut line. So as long as he stays at four over, or he's at three over, if he stays below, above four over, he will make the cut, which means that he will play into the weekend. And our lovely director of operations, Clint Domingue, would be wrong, and Matt would love to see that. Matt would love to prove the Tiger haters wrong. James, did you get to watch any of the Pelicans game last night? No, I did not. Did not. Okay. That's fine. I wanted to, to pick your brain on it, but that's that's <laughs> cool. I understand. Pelicans winning 127-94 to last night. A great performance from the Pellies. So so much for that 
Uh, it might be under sixty. It might be uh yeah, under was, sixty. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Okay, I was. And wrong. you would, and you would convince me about it too. Even even the greatest, right here, uh-huh. simulcast viewers pointing at myself. Even the greatest can be wrong. It's okay. It's all right. Once again, one twenty-seven to ninety-four. Is that Devin Eubanks? Yeah. Drew Eubanks. True. For Portland, scoring 20, still not enough. As your leader for the Pelicans, guess who? Was CJ McCollum. 23 points, 7 assists, 3 steals. He hit 5 three-pointers on his former team. Jonas Valanciunas, 14-8. and eight. Jackson Hayes, 11-3. and three. Trey Murphy scoring 12 off the bench. Willie Hernan Gomez scoring 17 off the bench. Larry Nance Jr. getting 12 off the bench. Pelicans as a team shooting 83% from the free throw line. 26 of 31. Shooting 35% as a team from three. They hit 13 of them last night. And 47.3% from the field. I find it hilarious that everybody played. Everybody played. Literally, yeah, literally. literally. Any, everyone healthy played. Even <laughs> even Harper. He played five minutes. Even Jared Harper. Oh, dude, I forgot we had Jared Harper. That shows you how little he plays. Well, yeah, he's never on the court. I totally forgot we drafted that guy. I liked him out of Auburn. With the win, the Pelicans improved to 36 and 44. Trailblazers dropped to 27 and 53. <laughs> you think you think Lillard's leaving Portland? Oh no, I think he really likes the grind. Oh, do, oh does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, I bet I, he does. Uh, he, did he? I even, don't know. I mean, he's never he, really split. He's out for the year, isn't he? They they shut him down for the year, didn't they? Yeah, they had shut him down. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I think he's I think he's gonna try to get out. I mean, yeah, you you could be happy with a franchise and all, but there's no way as a competitor that you're happy with 27 and 53. And you know what's and, funny? Looking at his accolades, he has that rookie of the year, but that's it. Right. He doesn't have a score. That, that's title. what I'm, that's what I'm saying. They've never been to a. They've never been to the finals. If he you're doesn't a, have an MVP or anything like that. If you're a guy like him who has the leverage that he probably does, oh, dude, I'm I'm trying to get out. I'm going to, hell, I might reunite with CJ in New Orleans. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That's, Could you imagine the starting five? Dame, CJ, B.I., Hayes, Zion. Oh. I would put, well, I would put Hayes back on the bench. Put him as like the four. Dame, CJ, Bi, Zion, Jonas. Valanciunas. Yeah, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of scores. That's a lot of size too. Because what Bi is six eight, six eight, six nine. Yeah, Zion's, Zion's six nine. It's more six seven. Thought he was listed on the roster as six nine. Yeah. They always inflate the. Uh, they always inflate the height. Zion's like six 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 seven. Six six. Yeah. Okay. He's just huge. And then Valanciunas. Valanciunas is six eleven. Six eleven. I think. So. I was gonna say seven foot. 
I mean, it's but it's, I mean, it's all pretty much the same. Yeah, you're you're comparing yeah six eleven two sixty five. God, that's a big man. I mean, I guess that's his job, right? To yeah, be a, to be a big man. Oh man, okay. Um, and CJ's six six as well. Yeah. Pelicans. Dame's six three, I think, or six two. The Pelicans have two more games on their schedule. They're going to play the Grizzlies tomorrow, and then they'll finish up with the Warriors. The Warriors. Where's that game on the schedule? Because it's, oh, it's there on, it is. Yeah, it's Sunday. on TNT on. So Saturday, Saturday at Memphis. Sunday they come back home to play Golden State, and then the play-in games. I don't think have they, they have they set a day next week? I don't think it's official. Okay. Let me see. I didn't think it had been either. Um unless I had unless I had missed something. We'll go ahead and take timeout number one right here. When we come back, we'll talk some Cajuns baseball. They're in Jonesboro, Arkansas to play a three game series with the Arkansas State Red Wolves. Uh it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. They don't have. I don't see a time, but it'll be Tuesday. Huh. I'm not worried about the time right now. So they'll they'll set it. They'll set it Monday, or like late Sunday night. Oh look, I've got I've got the time. Hold on, here we go. I got it right here. Uh, Tuesday, game one, East eighth place versus East seventh place at six. Game two would be Clippers and Timberwolves at eight thirty. Wednesday, the Pels would play at 8.30. We just don't know if it'll be in San Antonio or New Orleans. Correct. And then the winner of the Pelican Spurs and loser of Clippers Minnesota will play Friday at 6. That's the schedule. All right, let's take a time out here when we come back. Cajuns baseball conversation, and the phone lines are open, 706-0111. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. This baseball season turned K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. The app is so easy and safe and secure. You get paid fast when you win, and they have great promotions every day. Like, for example... I love the odds boost. A bet that I like a lot is the Astros just straight up win this game tonight and go 2-0 in the series. Not to mention Jose Altuve. He's got to get at least one hit in. He didn't get it last night, so got to make up for it and get it tonight. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code KLWB to get started with your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code KLWB. You must be 21 or older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Just a reminder, talking about the Astros, they did open up the season with a 3-1 win last night over the Angels. Tonight, 
8.38 first pitch. They will play again. Try to make it two straight against the Halos. News Talk 98.5 will carry the game where you can listen to the legendary Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. The Cajuns are in Jonesboro, Arkansas to play a three-game set against Arkansas State. Cajuns sitting at 15-14, and 4-5 and five in the Sunbelt Conference. Arkansas State sitting at... Five and twenty-one, they are zero and nine in the Sun Belt Conference. For lack of better words, the Cajuns need a sweep because a loss in this series might be detrimental to that RPI, like bad. Cajuns currently sitting. James, you ready for this? If I know that you don't follow the Cajuns as closely as I do, however, okay. You know a little bit. You you know their schedule this year, who they've played, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Where would you put them in terms of strength of schedule in the country? I mean, it's been pretty good. They've played some pretty good teams. So the fact that they're 15 and 14, it definitely could be worse. But based off what I've seen, they definitely could be a lot better. Strength of schedule out of the whole nation? Yeah, give me a number. Top 30. Top 30? Yeah. That's fair. Try sixth. They're sixth. Sixth in the country Ooh. in strength of schedule. And the fact that they're still above 500. As of this morning, they're sixth in the country in strength of schedule. Once again, they will play Arkansas State for three games. Six o'clock tonight, six o'clock tomorrow, one o'clock on Sunday. You can catch all three of them on ESPN+. And then on Tuesday, they will be at the Teague to take on McNeese. Speaking of McNeese, McNeese baseball tonight, they've got... A, they're in New Orleans to take on UNO tonight, 6.30, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1 from May Street Field. McNeese coming off a, let's see, they're looking at one, two, three, four, five of their last six. They're on a 5-1 and one game stretch here over their last six, looking to continue that against a really talented UNO squad. The Cajuns have yet to face UNO this year. Uh, both times they have tried has been rained out. So, but again, going back to the Cajuns, fifteen and fourteen. You're playing a team that's five and twenty-one. Like Kara Ritchie said yesterday, they are a team that late April, early May they start to turn it on. But if you lose even just one against a team that hasn't won a conference game yet. That's not a good look, especially when you have the number six strength of schedule in the country. So Matt Deggs and Seth Thibodeau and, and this and this offense going to have to figure out ways to produce runs and produce a lot of them and put games away early. Uh, their pit, Arkansas State's pitching is not very good, uh, so you're going to need your bats to come alive early and then your pitching to just finish the job. You don't need excellent numbers out of your pitching staff. It'd be nice, but you don't need excellent numbers out of your pitching staff. Get good offense. Pitching carries the load. Win three games and and, and come home with some confidence. That's it. That That is the goal for this weekend. Short segment here. We'll take a timeout. 
When we come back, J.C. Russo, founder of Brand Russo, will join us to talk about the ultra NIL collective between her marketing agency and the Louisiana Rage Cajuns. Don't go anywhere. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Had a rough day at work? Got lady problems? Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Do you love Festival International? Do you want to experience it like never before? Sign up to win the game's Festival International prize pack by joining the rewards club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you'll get the chance to score a pair of Bonton passes. Got some insider information. Bonton passes are actually sold out through Festival. So the only way to get them now is through us. You'll get exclusive access to front row and stage areas, air-conditioned restrooms, shaded seating, express drink lines. You'll get a shirt, a festival pin, and those exclusive festival posters. Experience Festival International by never, like never before by winning the prize pack from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We talked at length yesterday about this new NIL partnership between the University of Louisiana and Brand Russo. We figured there was no better way to get even further into it than getting the CEO of Brand Russo herself, Miss Jackie Russo. Jackie, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Matt. I'm glad you have me. So, for for people who who might not you know dive into this too much, sure. walk, walk us through the process of how this came to be and what this is going to do for Raging Cajun student athletes. Sure thing. So the the long version is. Last year in July, NCAA says, Wild Wild West, NIL, everybody, make money. Uh, Very few rules and regulations. No cap. (laughs) No, just crazy town. So we saw that effect, especially the P5 schools, transfer portal. Um, We had, what, 3,200 student athletes in all three divisions hit the transfer portal in four months' time because there's no waiting period now. You could transfer and play immediately. And now people are being lured uh, with actual bags of cash in the sense of NIL deals. It finally hit home to us. You know, it starts at the top and it starts to trickle down. We got ours, unfortunately, come December when um, Coach Napier moves to Florida and some players follow. And so I think the University of Louisiana rightfully said, we need to be competitive in this space. Turn to an expert in marketing and branding. You know, I worked at CAA. That was my first job out of college. Um, really? Yeah, the place Jerry Maguire left right, is right. where I went after my time at the University of Louisiana. And so um, they turned to me and said, you know, you've got knowledge and experience in this area. What do you think? So I started doing research. And what I quickly realized was, first of all, NIL sucks. Um, it sucks for the community. It sucks for amateur sports. But if you do it right and you have the right intention and you put the right things in place, it can be a good thing with a lot of ifs. Right. So... One of the first things I've discovered was there are a number of student athletes who got some pretty nice, big, sweet deals last year, say that they weren't properly trained. Now they find themselves suing their schools because they owe the government a lot of money in taxes. So I said, okay, well, we can't just give people money and not put some requirements in place. You got to educate them. Right? So Ultra starts with university. 
because we are a place of education. We've got to teach people. Lucrative, because it's the chance to make everybody more lucrative um, opportunities. Training, resources, advantage. So we've put together a year's worth of subject matter experts to speak to our 400 plus student athletes in 16 sports for everything from social media marketing, branding, NIL, how to work the system properly and appropriately, stay eligible. But then um, the legalities of becoming an LLC, the tax difference between a W-2 and a 1099. The Junior Achievement has a world-renowned financial literacy program. You know, every time you hear um, somebody say, get off my lawn, um, they also say, those are things that you learned in high school. Well, this is those things. And so now we're going to give this kind of adulting 101, how to buy a car, how to buy a house, how to invest. When you spend $1,000 at 18, if you hadn't spent that $1,000, what's it worth at 50? 55, 60, 65 compound interest, right? So those are things people need to know. Credit score, how to make it go up, how to make it go down. Then we couple that with opportunities not to be handed sacks of cash, opportunities to earn money. Uh, through social media posts. We have some student athletes with huge social media followings. Absolutely. So this is a great chance for them to earn through their efforts and support a business at the same time. Uh, Community service projects. You want to get some PR around your community service projects? You want to talk about team building? Let's bring a team in to help you do that. Um, You talk about some awesome opportunities. Personal appearances, photographs and autographs. Fans want to come and interact with their heroes. And people will pay for it, too. Absolutely. Camps and endorsements. And then straight up marketing. And so as I've had the opportunity in the past few weeks to talk to uh, businesses throughout Acadiana, they don't like the idea of NIL, but they love the idea of partnering with student-athletes and giving the student-athlete a chance to earn some money and giving their business a chance for higher exposure. It's a win-win. Absolutely. Now, you know, you brought up social media marketing, which in my opinion is the most important aspect of this because a, a perfect example that a lot of people bring up when they talk about NIL is Olivia Dunn. Right. The gymnast at LSU. Absolutely. Gymnastics is not a well-exposed sport. It is we not call a... Them revenue and non-revenue sports. Right, right. <laughs> However, she has a massive social media following on multiple different platforms. Mm-hmm. And so companies are like, you know, if I partner with her, my brand gets out to these millions of people. Absolutely. And and so social media marketing, w- would you agree that that's the most important aspect of all of this? 100%. And it's two-prong. One, it's a huge following. And two, it's good engagement. Right. So you can have a bunch of people following you, but they don't engage. They don't like. They comment, share, buy the things you say to buy. You're not getting your value. Right. And so you we have to analyze it in both ways. The thing that I love about social media is... I see a lot of business people who don't understand it, don't know how to use it. Now they've got a built-in cheat sheet. They don't have to. They just hire someone who does understand it and does know how to use it, match made. Chatting with Jackie Russo, Brand Russo. Jackie, how long was this process? When did the university approach you to say that they needed to jump into this? Was it when Billy Napier left or was it before that? It was a couple of weeks after. It was middle January. Um, And I'm sure it had been on their minds for a while. Uh, we had a busy fall as a yeah. university, right? Yeah, we really did. Um, we had a busy winter. Uh, we we got it got heavy carrying all those trophies right, <laughs> around, right. and so uh, I think they had to put down the trophies. Um, you know, recover from some COVID challenges that the athletic department's yep. been facing, as have all across the country, and then realize it's time to bring in um, some experts. There's things you can do in house. And sometimes it's better just to hire somebody from the outside. And so, and I say hire, let me be very clear. The university is not paying us at all. 
Um, we are doing this. We're putting the ultra program together. We're um, bringing in the subject matter experts. We're building a platform so the student athletes can watch these courses live as well as recorded later uh, because they have busy schedules. Right. I mean, that some of them are busy from 5 a.m. to midnight. And so this way they can take the knowledge in when they need it. They can watch it on the app, on the bus, heading to an away game. You see, that that's always been my thing. I see the NIL from both sides. I see how, you know, some people say it ruins college athletics. And I, and I see that aspect. But then at the same time, you know, like, like you said, some of these kids are busy from, from 5 a.m. to midnight. Right. They got to get paid. Right. They have to be able to live. Right. And so, I, I, again, I, I see it from both sides. Now, with Ultra, like you said, there, there's going to be extensive classes and courses and whatnot. How, what's the timeline for a, an athlete to complete it all? Well, the way that it works, NCAA requires five hours of education every year for our student-athletes to stay compliant. We're providing about 15 hours of education. So they'll get the core of what they have to have, right. and then they'll get the opportunity for even more. What's been fascinating to me, Matt, as I've gone around and met with every team except one. I have one meeting left on Monday because they had a little scheduling snafu. Uh, but everybody else we've had a chance to meet with. And they want the education as much or more than the NIL opportunities. They know they're going to go pro in something after college, and they know this gives them the advantage right. over other people in the job market. They know it gives them the advantage to start building up the businesses. Some of them are going into real estate. Some of them are building food trucks. Some of them are developing training aids for right. their sport. And they want to get a jump start on that now. And this is the kind of thing they can by surrounding them with advisors right. who are smart and know what they're doing. Some of those being students on campus right now. These partnerships extend beyond just uh, business people in the community. We have colleges at our university that very well know how to do these things. So it's a great way to make that match. Uh, the other thing that I think is really interesting is when we think about how much we don't like NIL, and I'm at the top of the list. I don't think pros should play in the Olympics. I think we need to keep sport pure and amateur. We need to remember no one is being paid to play. No one is being paid to go to a certain university. Not here, at least. I can't talk about some collectives in Texas where donors are just passing out cash, right? <laughs> here, we're saying, student-athlete, you have built up a following of 800,000 people on TikTok. If you push this post out to your loyal, active, engaged followers, it's worth this money to this business. That student-athlete, in the time that it takes them to do that, can earn what other people can earn in weeks or months of work right, right. and schedule again morning workouts study hall classes training practice. practice weight room this is a way for them to do that we look at um, the pride of acadiana greatest marching band in all the land Absolutely. right so you're on scholarship at ul because you're a fantastic drummer you can keep a beat talents i do not have you are allowed if not encouraged to be in another band you can gig on the weekends and make money. Right. You can teach other people how to drum. You can um, uh, repair drums. You can make money from your talent while being a scholarship recipient at college. Right. These student athletes used to not be able to. When I thought about it that way, I had a little change of heart on my, well, hold on. If we educate them properly and we play by the rules 100% and we put it in the right perspective, this can be a good thing for people who need this opportunity. Right. You know, earlier you were, you were talking about, you know, credit and, and all that. I wish that was stuff that they taught in high school. <laughs> right. 
I mean, right. on, honestly, mm-hmm. because because I got out of co- I got out of high school young, dumb, eighteen, mm-hmm. shot myself in the foot many times over, and, and, and now here I am, twenty four, almost twenty five, still recovering from those mistakes. Correct. And so, yeah, I mean, those those are things that I wish people taught me at a young age. It's adulting uh, one hundred and one, right? So that, that's that's magnificent. Now, if a business owner is listening, yeah. and says, "Hey, you know, I want to get involved with this. I want to, you know, help these kids." Blah blah blah. How do they do that? They call me. Um, you know, they can call me at my office. They can email me, Jackie at brandrusso.com, and let's talk. And don't be intimidated by the concept. Sure. We've had businesses step up in the past few weeks and collectively commit over $300,000 to our student-athletes for the next few years. So we've got some people showing up and right. helping, and I love it. But $500 means a lot to a student-athlete who doesn't have the ability to earn money to take his girlfriend out to dinner, um, who doesn't have the ability to put gas in her car. You know, right. granted, Especially with gas prices right now. Right. One of the student athletes, because we asked them, who do you want to do deals with? What businesses do you currently support that you want to be in partnership with? The number of student athletes has said, I will do NIL deals for gas cards. I hope to make $350 a semester. We're not talking about kids who are looking for, quote unquote, sacks of cash. Right. We're talking about kids who are looking, and I say kids, student athletes, young they just, adults. They just want to make it. They just, they... They don't have these opportunities because of their schedule, and they want to have these opportunities. And they're not looking for handouts. They're looking for chances to earn money. Now, and this one, this, my my last question on this is, you know, where do you, where do you see this going? Like, obviously, this is the major foundation, but how can this evolve? I hope it continues to learn and grow. I think that every year we'll bring in subject matter experts. I think that the student athletes will be smarter coming into school. I think they will get smarter during school. And I think they'll have a chance to take this kind of um, launching pad to their careers. And whether they go pro in their sport or they go pro in their major, they are now going to be better equipped for the workforce at a time when everybody is in a recruiting challenge. So what we're doing is what exactly the university should be doing, preparing people for success. Favorite sports movie of all time? Ooh, Stealing Home. Never heard of that one. Mark Harmon, you have to watch it tonight. Stealing, it's a baseball movie, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Because you're a baseball person. I'm a baseball, my son plays baseball. Um, I love baseball. I used to, when I was at UL, I would go and watch baseball at the old Teague. Right. And it was like me and seven guys. (laughs) <laughs> you know? Right, right. right. Uh, I love baseball. Right. Stealing Home. Oh, it's fantastic. And Mark Harmon? Mark Harmon. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. Perfect Game would be up there. Jerry Maguire would be up there. I mean, all the Ooh. usuals. Jerry Maguire. But show me the money. I mean, that is that is CAA. Right. And so I, you know, working on the inside for years, I can tell you that's that's a real world experience right there. That's it's why awesome. I came home. <laughs> that's awesome. Jackie Russo, CEO of Brand Russo, has been our guest. Jackie, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having Have me. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Look forward to it. All right. We'll take a time out right here. And when we come back, we'll talk some Cajun softball. They're at home for a three-game set with Troy this weekend here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. From the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the latest with the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. Miguez and Mesh cover it all. I'm not worried. Uh, I think it's something that I can get under control. 
Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Golf's first major is a tradition unlike any other, and now you can bet on who you think will go home with a green jacket on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get 30 to 1 odds on 2015 champ Jordan Speed, four time major winner Rory McElroy, or 2020 champ Dustin Johnson to make the cut at Augusta. That's right. If any of those players make the cut, you win big. I really like Rory McIlroy to complete the Grand Slam. I think Jordan Spieth will play pretty well, but I think Dustin Johnson will get at least in the top 20, and it's looking good so far. Go see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook and take a swing at betting the first major. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app using promo code KLWB to get 30 to 1 odds on Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, or Dustin Johnson to make the cut at Augusta. That's promo code KLWB. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting operator of the PGA Tour. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or some you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. James. So a couple things there on, on, on your master's live read. Um, Rory still, yeah. still has a shot. Okay. Jordan Spieth is probably going to miss the cut. Oh. So that's rough. Well, where Where is he right now? I don't have the uh, standings um, in front of me. Let's see. Let me... I've got it up on my computer. Hang on. Master's leaderboard. Last I checked, he was not doing hot. Because um, I was because I was looking at the top ten earlier and I was like, okay, well, Dustin's Spieth is t- tied Spieth for is six over. Ooh, okay, he is six over, and the cut line is at five over, or it's at technically at four over. But he can he still it's not looking good right now. But he can still get it. No, he can't because he's done for the day. Oh, he's done for the day. Yeah, oh. he's no, he's done. Oh, that never. No, J- Jordan Spieth is probably on his way to the airport right now. <laughs> he's <laughs> I, done. Get get the caddy and pack up the bags. Yeah, no, he's done. Um, however, <sighs> Dustin Johnson finishing in the top twenty, you're looking good with that one. Yeah, tied for sixth at the moment. So you look you're looking pretty good there. Well, it, that's well, not too shabby. I guess some. Well, I'm looking at it. It says tied for fourth at minus two. Oh, Masters.com. It says tied for sixth at minus two. Oh, I'm just looking at it straight up Google. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta stick with the program. Keep it updated. Anyways, poll question: favorite sports movie of all time? Thirty three point three percent say Remember the Titans. Thirty three point three percent say Sandlot. Eleven point one percent have said Hoosiers. And then I've got two people that have said other. Actually, got a comment on on this one. Well, that's because the other one was me. Little Giants. Little Giants. Wow. Hey, all I gotta say. Two things with little giant with little giants. Don't you be talking about my mama. And you're never gonna get anywhere treating your helmet like a lunchbox, son. It's the two best quotes from that movie. Or the icebox is going to defrost you. I can't I can't necessarily say my two favorite lines from draft day. Yeah, no. No, no. I can't. <laughs> no. Can can you say one of them? Uh, I mean, I, I know, I know the other one of them that you're thinking of because it's, it's my favorite line from the movie too. Are you? Th- uh, 
I'm trying to trying to reword it. Uh, I could say pancake eating mofo. Oh, yeah. And then David, gosh darn Putney. Because I feel like it. Exactly. I just want them. Because I God. feel like it. Because I feel like it. Oh, man. All right. Rachel Cage's softball. 23 and 10 on the year, 9 and 3 in the Sun Belt Conference. They are coming off of a heartbreaking 13 inning loss to McNeese. 13 innings. Softball plays seven. They played 13. They played two games. That game <laughs> never wanted to end. And you were texting us about that too. I know. I had to write the recap article. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sitting there and I was like, because, you know, obviously the goal of, of being a journalist is you want to have your article out as quickly as possible, right? Yeah, especially ours. We, so we're not, we're not doing quotes. We're just doing what happened. Right. UL's got a two-run lead, two outs. I'm like, all right, you know, one more out. This game's over. Write my headline and then McNeese ties it. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Uh, I'll wait another inning. <laughs> right. Er- erase what I just wrote. <laughs> so maybe I was the jinx. I don't know. But because my headline was like, you know, Louisiana scores too late, walks it off, f- wins it 5-3, blah, 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 or whatever. And then... That didn't happen, so maybe I jinxed it. I don't know. But tonight they will play Troy at Lampson Park, 6 o'clock first pitch. It is Wear Red Friday, Sonic Kids Club Night, and Take a Kid to the Game Night. So get home from work, grab the kiddos, and go to Lampson Park. And Five Names is covering that game. So Go meet, go meet some game royalty. Good old Hannah Five Names. Go meet uh, Everything's a Sandwich. Everything's a sandwich. All right, you ready for this? Listeners, be ready for this because... Because I, I know some of the morning people know about this. This is... So according to our, our lovely producer, Hannah Five Names, she sent us the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary definition of a sandwich. Two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. Okay, that's fair, right? Or B, one slice of bread covered with... Food. So by that logic, so cream, a, a, cream a Ritz cheese cracker on, with cream cheese. Yeah, apparently that's a sandwich. Uh, nachos. nachos. Yeah. Um, uh, me dunking my cracker in soup. That's that's a sandwich. Hummus. Yeah, bread and hummus. That's a sandwich. Like, come on, come on. That's not a sandwich. I could understand if you put. Pizza. Two. I could understand if you put two pe- slices of pizza and had like the meat and the cheese and, and the sauce mushroom? both on the inside. Yeah. And you eat it like a sandwich. I can understand you saying that's a sandwich, but a single slice? Nah, no. fam. Nah, bro. That's not a sandwich. Never has been. Never will be. Like, so, how are you gonna base? How are you gonna base your so, argument on the on? On the non-popular, so five names <laughs> definition. If, if you're if you're listening, be better because that's that's just not that's, it. It's unacceptable. That's just not it. So once again, six o'clock tonight from Lansom Park. Two o'clock tomorrow. Twelve noon on Sunday. James is going to be there on Sunday. Yeah, I know yeah, you're I excited. Oh man, there's a few people I want to meet. I know <laughs> there is a few people you want to meet. Uh, okay. Um baseball again at Arkansas State. 
Tigers baseball is in Starkville to play the defending national champions. We will talk to Koki Riley of the Daily Advertiser on the other side of this hour timeout to get his thoughts on the team's performance against Grambling on Tuesday and then a little bit of a preview of this weekend's games tonight at 7, tomorrow at 2, and then Sunday at 1 o'clock. We'll keep an eye on the Masters. The Pelicans play tomorrow. We'll update you on that on Monday. And the Astros play tonight. Once again, 838 first pitch. And you can hear it on News Talk 98.5. We'll take a we'll update our Twitter poll question as well on the other side of this timeout. Hour number one of the Friday fun show of Crunch Time with me guys and meshes in the books. Come back for hour number two, about five minutes. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Hour number two on the Friday fun show. Crunch time with Miguez and Mesh. Matt Miguez, James Mesh. James Mesh, you having fun on this Friday fun show? Of course I am. You Are better, you? You better be. Do, do you hear my voice? Of course I'm having fun. I just need some reassurance. That's all I needed. And you know what's going to be even more fun? is talking some LSU baseball with the man, Koki Riley. Koki, happy Friday. Welcome to the Friday Fun Show. How are you? I'm having fun already. Absolutely. You, uh, you better be. Man, so thank you. You, you better be. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. I'm ready to talk some LSU baseball. Let's do this. So they've got, a, they've got a tough task ahead of them this weekend. They've got a three-game set with the reigning national champions. Now, granted, Mississippi State not off to the start that they probably envisioned themselves getting off to at 18-12. and 12. But you know, talk talk to me about this matchup and and how the Tigers can can overcome it. Yeah, I mean, this Mississippi State team obviously they have uh, the pedigree as a as the literal national defending defending national champions. Um, but this year they just haven't played particularly well, and, he, and he, even beyond their eighteen twelve record, they're thirteenth in the SEC in batting average, they're thirteenth in ERA, and that includes all games. That, that that's not just SEC play. Um, so they've just kind of struggled in, in two extremely major categories, 13th out of 14 teams in the conference. So um, they've lost some talent for sure. I mean, Will Bednar was the 14th overall pick in this past year's draft. Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, guys like that um, more offensively. Uh, and it, so they've lost quite a bit of talent, actually. And then Landon, Smith, Landon Sims um, being out for the entire – getting hurt in March, and now he's out for the entire season. He was going to be a really key piece with their pitching staff. And uh, last year, last year's team was a solid offensive team, but they're really run on their pitching. And, and this season, um, it looks like their they're, they're hitting has taken a step back and their pitching has taken even two steps back. So I think on paper, they're not as good as they were last season. And, and performance-wise, I mean, obviously it just hasn't been there. Uh, I mean, the one caveat to this is that defensively they've been they've been excellent this year. They're number two in the conference in fielding percentage, and uh, and they're first in strikeouts for, from pitchers, which I thought was a very interesting stat, despite the fact that their ERA is so poor. 
um, team ERA is so poor. But, uh, yeah, this should be a pretty interesting matchup regardless. I mean, you can't uh, take for granted the defending national champions either way. Team ERA, like you mentioned, a 5.04. That's not very great. Um, now, speaking of pitching, let's let's talk LSU pitching for a second. Mikel Hilliard getting the start tonight over Blake Money. Blake Money's going to go tomorrow in, in Starkville. What made Jay Johnson come up with that decision? Well, Hilliard's been excellent the last his last two starts. Um, he did give up four earned against Florida, but he had five shutout innings pitched before he gave up those four runs in the sixth. Uh, Hilliard, who's also had a shutout performance against Auburn before that, he's just been the better pitcher for them. And Blake Money has struggled recently. I mean, after coming out of the seat, out, out the shoot really hot, right, those first three starts, uh, recently he's allowed 19-year runs in his last 17 two-thirds. <laughs> That's not very good. So, I, I mean, to, to give Money maybe an extra day of rest um, and pitch him on the Saturday and have Hilliard uh, throw, be, the, be the top guy, uh, I, I feel like that makes a ton of sense. And... And and, and 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 I mean, in these two SEC series, as we've seen, three SEC series, as we've seen, they have struggled on that first game. Um, they've lost the first game in each of the series, and in, in, to A and M, to Florida, and to Auburn. And a lot of that has to do because they don't have really that that strong Friday starter. They don't have that number one guy at the moment. And Hilliard's been pitching like it, and they're going to try and see if that's going to stick. Um, their bullpen's been excellent this year, but it, it, it's, they're not getting those five, six quality innings to start off a series that um, they, they sort of need in order to shoot up, the, shoot up the SEC standings, at least in my opinion. Talk to me about what, uh, what Jay Johnson had to say this weekend or, or this week about this weekend's matchup. Um, I actually was not covering the game on Tuesday, the Grambling game. Um, but if I, but I mean, but I mean, honestly, if I had to guess, it would be um, something around along the lines of just just really getting ready for for this matchup. I mean, they're playing the defending champions for a reason. They're they're playing a uh, they're playing a program that has spectacular facilities and spectacular talent and you can't take that for granted despite the all the numbers that I just sort of uh displayed a bit earlier in, in the show and I, I I just I I just really feel like that um this is a this is going to be a really I, at least what coach believes is going to be a really tough uh matchup for the Tigers um especially on the road Chad with Cokie Riley from the Daily Advertiser Looking at the hitting statistics for LSU, Koki, Jacob Berry, Kay Doty, and Dylan Cruz have kind of just been playing, you know, ring around the rosy, if you will, for for who has the the batting average lead. And right now it's Jacob Berry hitting 371, nine home runs, 30 RBIs, six doubles. You know, it, it it's a good problem to have when you when you have three guys that are constantly, you know, almost in a fight, if you will for the batting average lead on the team, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this team's offense has been absolutely loaded this season. It's been the absolute strength of the team. They're second in the SEC in batting average, fourth in home runs. Um, they're, I mean, Jacob Berry, 371 with nine home runs. Somehow he's on pace to have an even better season as he did last year as a freshman in Arizona. I mean, Kate Dowdy's been an, an excellent hitter, even though even if his defense has been very questionable this season. 
He's hitting 365 with seven seven dingers. Uh, Dylan Cruz 342, Trey Morgan 331. I mean, just go down the list. None of them even lead the team in home runs. It's Braden Jobert with 10. So I, I mean, offensively they're six, seven, eight men deep, and I mean, it's one of the best offenses in the con- conference for sure. I think it, I think Tennessee probably is the only offense that is clearly better than theirs. But I mean, they can hang with anyone in on paper. Um, it's it's a it's an absolutely loaded lineup as we thought at the very beginning of the season. Switching gears on you a little bit now, Koki. I'm gonna ask you a basketball question. Uh, okay. Matt McMahon finished out his his coaching staff yesterday. Uh, what can what can you tell us about his latest hires? Um. Well, he. He did what a lot of new coaches do. He hired with familiarity, bringing Long, Casey Long, as his top assistant. Um, I mean, just to finish off his staff, uh, he brought in a little bit of SEC experience. Um, It it seems like a pretty solid assistant coaching staff. Um, Not a ton uh, that's terribly notable. And to be honest, there's only so much an assistant coaching staff in basketball can really do to – seriously affect uh the the fortunes of a winning team of course if it's a poor staff that is that <laughs> that's not going to help the team um and if it's a good staff it will help the team but uh, but it's not like college football for example where your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator have so much input on on the outcomes of a game um and i mentioned that not to like poo-poo the statuses of these of these fine young coaches, but to say that they only have four scholarship players on their roster, and it's going to be hard to evaluate anything this team does until they fit, until they, you know, actually get enough players to start practicing <laughs> and do really simple things like that. I mean, this is a program that's lost all of its scholarship players from this past season, and have only brought in four, um, and have also lost multiple five-star. Recruits, whether it's in 2022, 2022, or 2023, so I, that's the you got to fill up the roster first before we really start uh, digging into kind of the nitty gritty of what this team might look like and how successful they they could be um, with or without uh, uh, postseason basketball next season. Which, of course, that's a major TBD. Right, right. Uh, Chat with Koki Riley from the Daily Advertiser. Kogi, before I let you run, man, we we got a we've got a lighthearted question kind of going around the studio. We we've asked our listeners today, so I'm gonna go ahead and ask you, what's your favorite sports movie of all time? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot here. Here's the thing: with I am a big movie buff, so I gotta say, with sports movies, there's just so many of them that are, are so good. There are. It's uh, hard. I mean, on all different types of sports too. Um, but I guess. If I had to pick one, and I don't know how many people on your show have said this, I think The Natural is really up there for me. I think Redford's just incredible in that film. Um, there's so many spine-tingling moments. I mean, it is a little weird that he's playing like a 19-year-old at 38 years old in the beginning of the movie, but it's still, it still works. <laughs> there's kind of, this, like, kind of this magic and this prestige element to it that I really, really uh, uh, just sort of, um, like that, I'm just sort of attracted to in that film. But it, again, that's a really tough question that you're putting me on the spot. Like Moneyball, I mean, I can go down the list. Miracle's great. Uh, there's so many of them. So that's a good question, though. I'm I'm learning. So I, I've heard of The Natural. Like I know the movie, but I've never seen it. 
Oh, wow. You got to see it. Put it on the top of your list. And so I, I am getting a, a whole bunch of movies from from the last couple of days to, to, to watch now because I'm a big sports guy. I'm a big sports movie guy, and there's these classics, apparently, that I've never seen. The Natural. Uh, have you ever seen Ten Cup with, with Kevin Costner? I actually have not. That one I have not seen. I've been I've been told I need to see that, um, and there was a there was another one. I'm drawing a blank on the other one, but anyways, Koki Riley of the Daily Advertiser has been our guest. Koki, I appreciate you taking the time. Have a great weekend, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to you down the line. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me on. Awesome questions, Koki Riley of the Daily Advertiser. Let's take a look at that poll question before we head to the break. 30% say remember the Titans, 30% say Sandlot, 10% says Hoosiers, and we've got a comment from Ton Grindle. It's the water boy. Hey, water boy. Yes, Mr. Coach Boyu. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I, I could sit here for an entire show and quote the water boy to you. <laughs> hey, Moron! Everything's the devil to you, mama! Oh, man. Okay. Let's take a time out. And <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk some Astros here on this Friday fun show. Crush time with me, guys, and Mesh on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, and Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 8, 1976, the New Orleans Saints selected California running back Chuck Muncie with the third overall pick in the first round of the NFL draft. Muncie would play five seasons with the Saints. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The world famous Angola Prison Rodeo. Coming back. And the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has free tickets for YOU. Text Angola to 68683. That's Angola. A-N-G-O-L-A. Look, I can spell today. To 68683. The Angola Prison Rodeo returns April 23rd and 24th. And you can see all the excitement. Bull riding. Wild horse racing. And even convict poker. Text Angola to 68683 to watch the world-famous Angola Prison Rodeo, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh, 20 minutes after 5 o'clock. You know, we, we James and I were talking during the break about lines from, from the water boy that we could have we could have continued with. And, and, and there's a lot of them that we can't say on air, and that's okay. But, uh... Can anybody tell me why alligators are ornery? Mama, mama, mama says that, that alligators are ornery because they got all, all them teeth and no toothbrush. Well, can anybody tell me where happiness comes from? Mama says that, that happiness comes from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. Well, looks like mama's wrong again. No, Colonel Sanders, you wrong. Mama's right. Mama's right. <laughs> James, even with the sound effect. I love it. 
I love it. Waterboy is a instant classic. Uh, I have said multiple times that Adam Sandler is one of the greatest film filmmakers alive. And any movie that you put him in that involves South Louisiana, even in a joking matter, I'm all for. <laughs> Clint just texted me. The medulla oblongata. The medulla oblongata. Oh, man. That, oh God, I'm going to watch The Waterboy tonight. I have to now. No, wait. I'm, I'm going play putt-putt. I forgot. You also have another queue of like 10 other movies that, right? that you just have to watch. Because, right. Because it, it, that, that seems to be everybody's response. Anytime they talk about a movie and you haven't watched it, they're like, you have to watch it. It's never ending, man. Speaking of movies that I need to watch, MAGA Doug. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Number one, Tin Cup. Number two, Major League. I've seen Major League. And number three, The Replacements. I've seen The Replacements. I've never heard of The Replacements. Oh, my God. Keanu Reeves. So, The Replacements, it is a fictitious movie based on real events. Uh, There's a lockout in the NFL, and... They have what they call replacement players. And so it's guys that never made it into the league. They put a team together to play, blah, blah, blah. And um, so Keanu Reeves is the quarterback. And he played, was it Ohio State that he played for? And his last game in college, he played in the Sugar Bowl and threw like five interceptions in the Sugar Bowl. And so everybody remembers him for that horrible performance. And... It's just a great movie, and at the end, in the you know, I don't want to give too much away, but you know, in the last game that they play him, he kind of gets banged up, but he stays in the game. And uh, one of the greatest quotes from this movie is, "Pain is temporary, glory will last forever, and chicks dick scars," because they do. Chicks dick scars. So James, get you a scar. Noted. Noted. Attaboy. I used to have one on my arm. Attaboy. What do you mean used to? Stars don't go away. Yeah, well, it was there for like a year, so I thought it was going to just stay there, but it started to just kind of go away after time, so I was like, oh, I guess I'm not having that long term. (laughs) Remember the Titans, 41.7%, Sandlot, 25%, Hoosiers only getting 8% of the love. I think that's shameful. Shameful. Well, it's, you're kind of counting every single sports movie. It's not just, what's your favorite basketball movie like we had done before? We're doing every That's single sports still movie. Still shameful. Hoosiers is a classic. The Astros winning 3-1 to one last night against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Astros getting it done behind a solid performance by Framber Valdez. And then on the mound, or in the game, should I say, the Astros getting it done offensively as well. It was one nothing for the longest time. I turned it on the third, and it was one nothing, And it stayed one nothing until the eighth. And it, it's funny how the Astros... Love keeping receipts. Okay. So Ryan Tapera 
comes in for the Angels in the eighth inning. He recently signed a two-year, $14 million contract with Anaheim in the offseason. And he was quoted a couple months ago saying that the Astros, quote, had done some sketchy stuff, which they have. Nobody's nobody's going to deny that. But he talked about it, right? And, and and he mocked the Astros and he downplayed the Astros and whatever. So the Astros kept receipts. First pitch he throws, Alex Bregman put it over the left field wall for a homer. 2-0. Three pitches later, Air Jordan comes up and sends it 422 feet off the batter's eye to make it 3-0. And then Yuli Gurriel and Kyle Tucker both hit shots all the way to the warning track. And then good old Jeremy Pena nearly got his first big league hit last night. But it ended up fouling off, and then he ended up lining out to center field a couple pitches later. And afterwards, after the game, reporters asked Alex Bregman what it was like that his home run came off of Tapera, a guy who had who had talked crap on the Astros, and Bregman was quoted saying, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Just excited to get a knock and put us up by two. Yeah, okay. Sure, it didn't mean anything. At 5.30, Brian Lalima, the a co-host of a podcast on the... Apollo Media Network. Uh, we have Apollo Des on very often. Brian is Des's co-host, uh, so we will talk to him. He also hosts a show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. They are the official Astros station in Houston. Uh, you can hear him every Sunday from 12 to 2 on Riding the Pine. He's going to come on talk about the game in depth, look forward to this weekend's series, and the rest of that eight-game road trip that they've got. Absolutely brutal. Eight games out west. We'll take a look at the Masters leaderboard before we go to break. Your boy Tiger. He's only one over now for the tournament. That puts him at two over for the day, I do believe. Uh, so so very impressive. Go Tiger. Uh, Scotty Scheffler sitting at six under. He's got a three-stroke lead. This guy... All right, you know, I, I, I said this yesterday. I, I found it funny how golf does their rankings. Because up until a month or so ago, Scotty Scheffler had never won a PGA Tour event. Reels off three wins in the last five tournaments. And now he's the number one golfer in the world. I was like, wait a second. I mean, yeah, he's winning a lot as of lately, but I mean, this guy's only won three events in his life. But now he's got a three-shot lead on Friday at the Masters. I might, I might be buying into the Scotty Scheffler hype. He's, oh, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. I might be drinking the Kool-Aid. I might be. Hideki Matsuyama. Last year's champion tied for second at three under. 
Colin Morikawa at one under Will Zalatoris, who finished second last year in the Masters. He is at one under as well. Justin Thomas roaring back with a vengeance. He started the day at four over, but a five under Friday has him back in the top ten. He's looking for his first green jacket. Kevin Kisner sitting at even. My brother will love will love that. He is a big Kevin Kisner fan. Tiger Woods won over, like I said, through 16. He's got two holes left today. Bubba Watson, we all remember him from that massive approach shot out of the woods. He is tied for 25th at two over. Roy McIlroy there as well. We'll keep you updated with the Masters throughout the last 30 minutes of this show, and you can follow my social media and the game's social media. We'll keep you updated there as well. Let's take a time out. When we come back, Brian LaLima of the Apollo Media Network and Sports Talk 790 will join us to talk Astros. Want to know? They're going 162-0. You heard it here. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just washed the hair. You know, I worked on my hair a long time, and you you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, wants to hook you up. We know you like to be hooked up. With a $50 gift certificate to Richard's Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Richard's Seafood Patio has some of the best boiled crawfish, but there's more. They also serve boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, fried and grilled seafood, burgers, steaks, po' boys, a seafood buffet, everything your Cajun heart could desire. Go sign up for the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for your chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard's Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Crunch time with me, guys, and Mesh here on the Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, 34 minutes after 5 p.m. Houston Astros once again winning 3-1 last night over the Los Angeles Angels. They will play tonight again. 8.38 p.m. first pitch. You can hear it on News Talk 98.5. Here to talk about last night's game and to preview the rest of the weekend from Sports Talk 790 in Houston and a co-host of Beyond the Diamond from the Apollo HOU Network is Mr. Brian Lalima. Brian, good afternoon. How the hell is your Friday? What's going on, guys? It's uh, it's going pretty well, man. Uh, that Richard's place y'all were just talking about sounds pretty uh, tasty. Y'all got some good boudin over there, or no? Are Are you kidding me? Of course we have good boudin. You You, you need some? I, I I can hook you up. I do, man. Um, you know, we did a the guys here at Apollo HOU. We did a a a tailgate not too long ago with Alex Bregman, and there was a lot of Cajun people there talking about they had the best boudin. So. You know, you guys being right there in Louisiana, I'm trying to get some of that. So if y'all oh, can airmail me or something or, or put a package together, I'd appreciate it. We will. We, we, don't, will. we don't get that around here. We, we will hook you up, my man. Don't you worry about that. Um, so, so man, talk, talk to me about the game last night. Uh, I'm a little salty because here in Acadiana, there's very limited options of viewing the Astros. 
So I didn't get to watch the game last night. But uh, three to one victory, two home runs, a, a dominant performance on the mound by Framber Valdez. You know what happened last night? So I think first of all, um, I mean, you nailed it on the head. The the view the viewing options for Major League Baseball is it's in shambles. Tonight's game for the Astros is going to be on Apple TV Plus. I don't yeah. have Apple TV Plus, so I don't know how the hell I'm going to watch the game. So, um, uh, yeah, they, they got to end MLB blackout. So that's another conversation for another day. But uh, Framble, Framber Valdez last night was, was efficient. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a more efficient outing. I think he was 84 pitches, um, six and two-thirds. I mean, just dominant stuff. And, you know, the, the thing that I liked the most from, from Framber was he added in a cutter into his arsenal. And he threw it for strikes last night, and he didn't walk anybody. He uh, struck out – no, I'm sorry, he walked one, didn't give up any runs. But the best thing was he held the command in check. That's kind of been the uh, Achilles heel for Framber Valdez is can he get the command down, which we saw. Obviously, it's early in the year, so he only threw um, around 80. To, we thought it was going to be between 80 and 85 pitches. He came out after 84. Uh, but he looked really, really, really good. So – Hopefully he can continue that ways, and if he does, I wouldn't be surprised. This is a take right here, fire take on a Friday. But if he pitches like he did last night all through the season, he'll make a run for the Cy Young. Wow, that's a take for you. I'm I'm all right with it. It's the Friday Fun Show. I like hot takes on the Friday Fun Show. So yeah, you he know, just, he just the command has got to be there for him all season because he's got the stuff. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's still early, but he looked really, really dominant last night. Jake Odorizzi getting the start tonight, uh, last season with the Astros, in 24 appearances, he had a 4.21 ERA for the year. You know what? What's kind of the expectation for Jake? You know, are are the Astros expecting a lot out of him in, in this number two role? I think with Jake Odorizzi, at one point Jake Odorizzi was an All Star, and he's got good stuff. What we saw from Jake Odorizzi last year was not his best stuff, so his role became more and more limited as the season went on, especially towards the end of the season. Um, we ca- kind of saw him you know, him come in as a, I wouldn't say a starter role or a, an opener role, I should say. Um, he kind of came in middle relief, kind of that long bridge guy in the playoffs. Um, but I fully expect Jake Odorizzi to return to what we've seen from him when he was an all-star and when he was with Minnesota. He's got such a chip on his shoulder. There were times last year where he was very fiery, um, in his post-game pressers when Dusty Baker would take him out a little bit too early in his mind, where I'm sure everybody else is like, look, and you're walking guys, giving up hits left and right, you know, it's, it's your time. But he wanted to, to stay in longer. He made some comments. So the chip on the shoulder is definitely going to be there. Um, I, I would hope that he can go at least six tonight. Um, you know, so it's going to be – I don't really know what we're going to see from Jake Odorizzi this year. Besides, I really just hope – that with the chip on his shoulder because of the way he pitched last year, I hope that he, he returns to an all-star form because if, if they can get that from Jake Odorizzi and then Lance McCullers is going to come back and, and hopefully he'll be healthy for the rest of the year. They've got Justin Verlander. You've got guys like Luis Garcia. You've got guys like Jose Urquidy. Christian Javier is going to start in the bullpen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes into, a, uh, into the starting rotation at some point. I think it all depends on how Jake Odorizzi does you know, and, and where the other guys fall. So hopefully with the chip on the shoulder, he returns to form. Chatting with Brian Lalima of the Apollo Houston Network. 
I want to talk about Jeremy Pena for a second. You know, he he's filling some big shoes, filling in for for Carlos Correa, who's now with the Minnesota Twins. Last night, zero for four at the plate, two strikeouts. You know what? How would you grade his, his debut? What's kind of the expectation going forward? You know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think with Jeremy Pena, he's going to face this year. He's going to face some unfair criticism um, in Houston and, and probably throughout the league because of you know Carlos Correa not being any being there anymore. Carlos Correa is a, a once is a, I wouldn't say a generational talent, but he he's a he was a leader in the clubhouse for the Astros. He's got an absolute hose for an arm. Uh, what he did in the playoffs year in and year out for the Astros is, is something that's going to be extremely hard to replicate. Jeremy Pena needs all the reps that he can get. He only played in 30 games in AAA last year because he got hurt. Now he's jumping straight into the big leagues. Um, last night, it's not surprising at the plate. Uh, Shohei Otani is now that guy is a generational talent. Right. Shohei Otani is one of the best players in Major League Baseball. I mean, they, they changed a rule for him, the, the Otani rule. So, him going against Otani, he got K'd up twice. Um, I think he had a weak down ball uh, to end it at one point. I'm not surprised. He's just going to need to get the reps. Uh, defensively, uh, he looked pretty good. I think he I think he had one error later in the game uh, last night, which, uh, again, for me, it's not surprising. It's just going to be hard for him to adjust to the big league level, and it's going to take time. And I, I, I really hope, just speaking to – the Houston fan base that just give Jeremy Pena time because the people that we've talked to um, throughout the organization from the low A group all the way up to the big league group, one is extremely high on Jeremy Pena, so it's just going to take time. Now, I I know it's early. Obviously, last night was game one of 162, so there's plenty of, of baseball still to play. But, you know, you guys being in Houston, what's kind of the expectation from the fan base for this team like what what what's the goal uh the goal is to get back to the world series i mean if it for me it's you know having the temperature of the fan base it's it's world series or bust getting back to the world series is what we've you know we've come to know here in houston it's we've been to the world series uh with the astros three out of the last five years five straight alcs appearances i mean it we call it at apollo ho you would call it the golden age and we're still here Meaning the lineup is still there. You got Verlander back. You've got guys that have so many quality reps in the big leagues, in big moments, in front of the most hostile crowd that you will ever see because of, of everything that happened with the cheating scandal and the fans still, you know, booing everybody and things like that. So those guys are tested. And then it's, it's, you win the AL West first, you get through the division series, you go back to another ALCS and you get to the World Series. That's what I think the expectation is. Because we've seen it for so long, uh, over the last I don't know since 2015, the Astros made a really, a really surprising run. 2016 was a letdown, and basically since 2017, it's it's World Series or or nothing. Um, and with guys like Michael Brantley, that you know has the veteran leadership, uh, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel, I mean all those guys and, and more. And then the coaching staff, the manager Dusty Baker. So. It's definitely get to the World Series and, and then eventually go win the World Series, I think, is what everyone here in Houston wants and is expecting. Chatting with Brian LaLima of the Apollo HOU Network. Tell me about Reed Detmers, the, the starter, going for the Angels tonight, 22 years of age. He had a 7.40 
ERA last year. You know, what can the Astros expect out of him? Well, he's a, he's a lefty, you know, and I think with him, it's the same thing, like I said, about Odorizzi. I mean, you look at the, the ERA, it's a little bit higher, so Demers is going to come in with, with a chip on his shoulder as well, especially coming, you know, making a start after Shohei Otani. Um, you're at home. It's the second game of the season, your first outing. I would expect if the Astros are going to be looking for uh, a kid that's that's trying to fill it up, trying to establish the fastball first, um, then go to his off speed, getting ahead of guys, and it's it's a daunting task for any opposing pitcher to go up against a lineup that the Houston Astros have right now. Um, so, for just speaking for Detmers, I would expect a young kid just to establish and and get ahead and just kind of get his feet under him. It's going to be, I don't know. We could either you know we could see. Two things. We could see both of these guys in Odorizzi and Detmers really get blown up, or they could come in, they could settle in and, and have some sort of a pitcher's duel. I, I don't know, but um, I, I feel for Detmers because he's going up against a hell of a lineup in the Houston Astros. Chatting with Brian Lalima. So look, I was looking into the Apple TV Plus thing. So the the Astros-Angels game will be on there tonight. However, you do not need a Apple TV Plus subscription to get the games. The games are free. Okay. Uh, all you all you need is an Apple ID. To So I feel bad for those uh Android users out there. You got an Android? I hope not. No, I'm I am an iPhone guy. Okay, good. I was going to say um, it's 2022, brother. Right. I am 100% an iPhone guy. So uh definitely that'll be an easy way to to watch the games. I was looking at the schedule. I think there's only four Astros games on Apple TV Plus this year. Um so that's not great numbers. Because like I know for us here in Lafayette, if you don't have DirecTV or Fubo, you don't get AT&T Sportsnet. Yeah, see, that, that's got to get figured out, man. You know, th- <laughs> you've got the YouTube games that are, that are cool that, that give everyone an opportunity to see games that you might not see. You've got the blackout restrictions, which are right. asinine throughout the United States. Hit me um, last night. You know, if, if, if you live in, like, take that, if you live in Lafayette, and you're you're from Chicago, and you want to watch the Chicago Cubs. You've got to get MLB TV somehow, and then there's still a chance that it will be blacked out. Right. So add in the Apple TV Plus, the Fubo stuff, Direct TV. I mean, it's just a nightmare, man. It really is. It 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 makes it harder to grow the game of baseball, and it makes it harder for people to watch. It's just really really frustrating. Well, yeah, on like, top of a, a couple other things, like last last night, the game last night was on MLB Network. I go to pull it up on my YouTube TV account, blacked out. Blacked out. See, that's, watch that's BS, man. <laughs> so, but Brian, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Have a great weekend. Hopefully the Astros can, can keep you in a, in a good mood, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you down the line, man. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, y'all, y'all have a good weekend, and go Strohs. Brian LaLima of Sports Talk 790 and the Apollo HOU Network. We'll look at the poll question before we go to our final timeout of the week. Man, it's already Friday. 43.8% of you say remember the Titans. 18.8% say Sandlot. 6.3% say Hoosiers. It's getting even lower. And then 31.3% have commented. Thank you to everybody commenting. Let's take one more timeout. And when we return, we'll wrap up today's show. And we'll get you going into the weekend. 
here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Major League Baseball is back, and it's time for a tradition like none other. Old school baseball guys arguing with the analytical crowd on why RBI should still be relevant. Show us that million dollar arm, because I got a oh, I got a good idea about that five cent head of yours. No, but seriously, what the heck is war? Yeah. What? Who comes up with this stuff? You're killing me, Smalls. Now, back to more baseball talk here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I'm in sports journalism and I don't know what war is. Anyways, the Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores, Alabama. And The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. VIP passes could be yours. If you become a member of the Game Rewards Club, where do you go for that? 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of the Hangout Music Fest. Post Malone, Halsey, and Megan Thee Stallion, just to name a few. May 20th to 22nd in Gulf Shores, and you can win your VIP passes from the Game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Also, LSU will travel to Stark Vegas to take on the defending national champions, Tonight, first pitch is set for 7, and you can listen to the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair, right here on the game. Before we go, we're talking about the Twitter poll question, and during the break, I read a comment from our guy Brad Newell. Brad, I'm not happy with you. I don't know I don't know if we can be friends anymore, Brad. Remember the Titans is the most overrated football movie ever made. The game choreography is awful too. Also, Field of Dreams is the most overrated baseball movie ever made. It's just boring. Brad, buddy, you just attacked my two favorite movies in sports simultaneously. My Friday fun mood, it's ruined. It's ruined. It's been ruined by a personal attack or what I feel like is a personal attack. So I'll agree with you on this. The game choreography in Remember the Titans is bad. It is. It's it's pretty bad. Um, Ryan Gosling is just kind of you know flinging his arms around, having a grand old time. It's it's not great. Uh, I'll give you that. Field of Dreams being boring. I mean, come on. The guy asked if this is heaven, and Kevin Costner responds, "No, it's Iowa." If that line doesn't make you tear up every time, you're not right. You're not right. Or at the end, when Kevin Costner asks his dad. If he wants to have a game of catch that he never got to have with his dad as a kid. Again, if that doesn't produce tears out of every man, I, I got to wonder about you. I do. Cajuns baseball tonight. Cajuns softball tonight. LSU Tigers baseball. Once again, you can hear it here on the game. 7 o'clock first pitch. Astros, 838 first pitch. You can hear it on News Talk 98.5. That's going to do it for another Friday fun show. Here on Crunch Time Omegas and Mesh, that's already four of them out of the way. I've been here a whole month. They haven't kicked me to the curb yet. For James Mesh, Matt Miguez, be safe, be well, hug your mom and them. Have one hell of a weekend, Acadiana. Spring football tomorrow as well at Cajun Field, 11 a.m. Admission is free, so get out to Cajun Field. Everybody have a great weekend. James Mesh, Matt Miguez for the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles.